Sometimes I wonder what it might have been If you were nothing more than just a feather in the wind Sometimes I think of all the time I spent Hanging with you and all your shallow friends What gets me the most is all the stuff I do To show you that I was just the one for you Don't come by and cry and say, baby, wait Cause I'm a juicy You were listening to Texas River Tonk. Cooper, what's your, how do you say your last name? I just want to make sure I'm... Cooper Mormon. That's what yeah. I thought. Okay. <laughs> I remember the first time I read it, I was like, okay, man, what's going on here? I don't I didn't want to butcher your name. <laughs> so thank you for coming in. The extra H and the extra N. Yeah, that's what it is. I've never seen that name before. Yep. Yeah. So where, a whole lot of yeah. <laughs> where, are you, where are you from? I'm from Houston, Texas. What part? Yeah. Like the west part. Okay. Uh, Memorial area. Nice. Yeah. So my co-host Ray, who's not in studio today yet, he might come in later, but he's actually from Baytown. 
Okay, cool. So he knows the Houston area well. Oh, yeah. A lot better than me. <laughs> I got you good stuff. I just go up there for, like, guys' weekends to go hit up breweries. Oh, yeah. Um, but we That's haven't really good. haven't really checked out the music scene much up there. It's kind of a weird uh, little city there. Not a little city. It's a big city. Yeah. But uh, there's not a whole lot of Texas country spots uh, or really country music in general in, like, inner city, like, the best spots to go and play are generally on the outskirts, you know, yeah, that makes sense. Cyprus or in the uh, all the surrounding areas. But there's a few good spots. I played at the Rustic uh, yep. a couple weeks back and uh, going to be playing the tour. Going to go to San Antonio and Dallas and Houston to play there. Yeah, uh, man. But uh, And then there's the Armadillo Palace and right. uh, probably four or five other decent spots to play inside the city yeah, i've seen a, a lot of people are playing out in cyprus what's the name of that like the bar and grill out there or something yeah there's the there's the frio grill is one spot yeah. um and then there's another one uh cyprus creek i think grill yeah. something like that mm-hmm. um i'm playing at the frio grill in april uh, and we're okay. working on the uh cyprus creek grill so nice and the other place i've seen people playing a lot is uh the heights theater yeah the heights theater is a good yeah. spot i haven't uh I haven't reached out to Heights Theater recently, but uh, I do know that one of my friends, Thomas Chorba, played there. Uh, he's a uh, he's really talented. He is, dude. I saw him open up. Who did he open up for? Man, I can't remember right now. But I've talked to him. Who's the uh, the artist with the? Uh, he's long. He's got long hair. He hits like those high notes. He kind of like yodels with, with his voice. Uh, kind of a bigger dude. Um, that might have been like, who it really, was like flamboyant clothes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I've just seen so many shows at this point. Yeah. They're all just kind of blending in together. But last night was a hell of a show, man. Oh, yeah. Appreciate yeah, so you and Kobe, uh, Kobe Routen Band, oh, right? Yeah. He was t- a little acoustic song swap, and then Zach yeah. Welch and Randy Hoyt. Exactly. No, it was a blast. It was my first time playing there at Cheatham. Historic, and, uh, man. Yeah, no, it really is. I yeah. think I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to cherish that memory for a long time, yeah. being able to hop up on that stage and... Uh, and Kobe's really talented. It was fun to be able to, to jam with him. Yeah, Kobe will be on March 4th, I think, the first week in, in okay, March. Great. Yeah, so he's coming in. That'll be exciting. And Zach Welch was our first guest ever. That's what he was telling me yeah. last night. That's cool. So he's guest number one. Okay. I always tell him that. He'll hold a special place in my heart because of that. Yeah. And uh, Randy came on. He jammed out after he put out his acoustic EP. Good stuff. Yeah, Good man. Stuff. So 301, I got much love for everything that those guys are doing. Oh, yeah. No, they got it going on for sure. They're grinding. And just oh, yeah. pumping out artist after artist after artist. Exactly. But again, we have Cooper Mormon in studio. I'm uh, going to play some live tracks for us, talk a little bit about your shows. You have an upcoming single that's coming out? I do, yes. It's called Back in Corona Time. Uh, I wrote this song uh, during quarantine, actually. So I guess it was 2020, uh, yeah. early 2020. And uh, I was just at my parents' house. I, my classes had been moved all online. and. Uh, I just graduated from Baylor University uh, a few months back, but that's uh, awesome, man. It, uh, you know, I just was kind of sitting there like, man, I wonder when this is all going to be a thing of the past. Uh, and you know, a lot of different artists have released songs uh, about COVID. I think Six Feet Apart is probably one of the more yeah. like well-known ones. Luke Combs. Uh, yeah, because yeah. Luke Combs is obviously just a <laughs> household name, and uh, you know, but I kind of. I kind of just feel like a lot of the songs that were written about it have been like very negative and mm-hmm. and there's a, obviously just like when you hear the word COVID-19 like it just triggers you kind of it just like it gets under your skin and it doesn't people, people get angry it's, it's a negative thing yeah people get angry <laughs> yeah. and it's like 
okay, so I, I don't want to say that, but I got a lot of things to say about uh, COVID in general. Uh, and so I wrote this song, and it's just a little tribute to everything that we've gone through and uh, some encouragement that it's not always going to be like this because right. I think that the, the thing that I feel strongest about is that there were a lot of things that we loved about our lives before COVID mm-hmm. hit. And we have a choice as a society, really, to are we going to let those things be things of the past or are we going to decide what we want to keep and what we want to bring back and return to the old normalcy? You know, we can have this new normalcy that's fine, but, you know, I feel like there's a lot of uh, mixed emotions about that sort of thing. And it, going back to the way things were doesn't mean not being health conscious or not right. caring about your neighbor. Mm-hmm. It means, you know, being able to gather with your family members and yeah. being able to, uh, you know, get along with people, get along with people, and not be <laughs> right. afraid when somebody sneezes. Yeah, you know, um, and so that's what the song's about. But it's called "Back in Corona Time." All right, man, you gonna play it for us? Yes, sir. Yeah, let's do it. This year's got me spinning around. Bit of from my down. This morning I woke up late. Four Zoom calls started at eight. Man, I wish we could meet face to face. This ain't the way it was, but it's the way it is. Our lives turned upside down just when we settled in. But don't get too tangled up. In temporary things Cause this ain't the new normal If you still remember back then When we shook hands out at a party with our friends Pretty soon we will wave goodbye To this thing called COVID-19 And we'll tell our kids a story about our lives Corona time. It's hard enough to read a girl on a first day. How about now when they got a damn mask on their face? Change your faces away and we'll meet down. Feel a little more lost, a little less found. ain't the way it was, but it's the way it is. Our lives turned upside down just when we settled in. But don't get too tangled up in temporary things. This ain't the new normal if you still remember back then. When we shook hands out at the party with our To this thing called COVID-19 And we'll tell our kids a story about our lives Oh, back at Corona time Oh, oh, oh. 
Yeah, that song jams, man. I appreciate it. I really like that. The, it's kind of weird when I saw the name of it when you when you announced the name. For some reason, I was thinking beer because for when I think Corona, I still think beer. Yeah. I, when I hear COVID, obviously that's what I think about. So that's that's like the kind of the beauty of the song. There's a few things that like lyrically stand out. I I'm a songwriter and a storyteller first. Yeah. I, I I really like singing and uh, guitar is a means to an end for me. Yeah. <laughs> I love playing guitar too, but it's really the lyrics and the story. Yep. And uh, when I chose the Corona Time name, um, again, I didn't want to emphasize like back in COVID times, you know, it's gonna- That didn't sound near as cool. No, exactly. <laughs> but also, you know, I don't know about you, but if I saw a song that like had like COVID or something like that in a title, no chance I'm gonna right. probably click on it. And uh, I might click on back at Corona time thinking it, it's like a, yeah. a like drinking song or a party song and uh-huh. and it is it's like a it's a fun song it's an upbeat song it's got like a good tempo and everything and uh, you know that was kind of the purpose behind it and also like saying COVID-19 that instead of COVID-19 mm-hmm. like in certain lyrics and um, you know I just that song means a lot to me I'm excited I yeah. got to record it in Stephenville that's at cool. Melody Mountain Studios with Badass. Josh Serrato and uh, Ben Hussey. Josh is a San Marcos guy. I think okay. he's spent a fair amount of time here That's cool. throughout the years. And uh, it was a pleasure getting to work with them on that right. song. Uh, they also recorded Whiskey When I'm Gone. Yeah, uh, I like that song a lot, too. We'll play that one. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, so that one's going to be released February 25th. Yes, uh, February you can, 25th. You can pre-save, pre-save it. it. Yeah, get it on Spotify, yes. pre-save it. But when it comes out, we'll definitely be playing it on the show, man. Excellent. I really sure. appreciate Give it. Give yeah. some love. We got the, uh, the artwork finished up. Um, my artist, her name is Allie Harder, um, and she actually designed the Turnpike uh, Diamonds and Gasoline cover. Wow. Um, That's so, a big get, dude. Yeah, wow. I've, I've got her working on um, on three of my covers. Yeah. And so this was the first one that we've worked on together. But music video was recorded just a couple weeks back and I filmed the music video for uh, Whiskey When I'm Gone and it's done really well. It's, I think it might have just passed 50,000 views um, in the last couple days. Um, or it's right there on the edge, but uh, that's pretty cool to be able to um, use YouTube and share that that way. But I just love music videos because um, when you really like a song and you really like an artist, the next thing I do usually is after reading their bio on Spotify yeah. or something or looking at their website, it's like, okay, I want to watch them play or mm-hmm. I want to watch, oh, this is their official music video for my favorite song. Right. You know, and then you get to go watch it and sometimes you're left wanting more and, and you're underwhelmed, but other times you're like, this is so cool. I get to see from the artist's perspective how he imagined it, it 
like living out. And yeah. one music video that stands out to me is the uh, Jason Isbell "Cover Me Up" video. Mm-hmm. You listen to "Cover Me Up" and you can tell it's an emotional song, but you don't quite understand like the like seriousness and like just like emotion that Jason was trying to illustrate in that song. Right. Um, and you watch the music video, and it really kind of strikes a chord with you. It just uh, adds so much layer to the song. You know, exactly. I grew up when MTV was just being launched. Back uh-huh. when MTV was actually badass, dude. <laughs> and you would just sit there for hours. Oh yeah. Watching videos, and then it all went to garbage because of you know reality TV. Right. Um, so yeah, videos like um, I don't know if you've seen any like Charlie Crockett's videos. Oh, just Charlie's one of my favorites. How well done they are, man! It's just and they're simple, but beautiful. Well, I, th- I, I think like. one thing in I'm curious to get your opinion on this, mm-hmm. but you know, with with Texas country and country music as a whole, you got Yellowstone that's popping off. You got yeah. a couple of different shows on Netflix and uh, different streaming services that are like showing this like Western aesthetic and repopularizing the cowboy. And uh, I'm really excited to see. I mean, Texas country has grown exponentially over the last five, ten years, uh, and and that's awesome I'm, I'm pumped to see where it goes but just as a whole you're seeing the cowboys start to be really cool again and um, right. and i'm excited to see uh, what comes out of that yeah like early to early 2000s there was kind of like a lull like hip-hop and rock were really in and mm-hmm. i feel like country was kind of getting a back seat mm-hmm. and it was kind of underground you know like there were still country fans but it wasn't mainstream it wasn't like popular but i think yeah. like chris staple Joe simpson i think those guys kind of breathe some life back into it Agreed. and kind of took it to a whole nother level no absolutely and, and also like I don't know back in the 2000s you were watching guys like like Keith Urban is a perfect example right that was what kind of defined a like country for a while uh, and and that's just a different flair you're not gonna see Keith Urban sitting out in Big Ben picking on his guitar <laughs> singing yeah. about uh, back home and missing his mama that's mm-hmm. not his kind of like lyrics and that's not his style yeah. but you know like like you mentioned with Charlie like I think he's one of the best examples of somebody that like he if Charlie was faking it he wouldn't have ever caught on oh, Charlie gosh. is so true to himself yep. and it, he's so eccentric and, it, and but his style is you just can't help but be like man this guy's got it going on and you see him you see him out there taking cool videos on mountaintops and Mm -hmm. in the desert and different things like that and you know i think as a whole especially these last couple years with covid we're not like we don't get to taste like nature very much anymore and uh i grew up in the middle of houston i'm no country boy uh born and raised per se but i love to go hunting and i and i spend a fair amount of time out there and and just like there's something that we all are drawn to with nature, not to get to uh, biology major on you, but yeah, um, <laughs> come on with the, it. Uh, you I'm, know, a, I'm a big nature it's, fan. It's man. one of those things that I feel like uh, is what draws people somewhat to this yeah. like new flair of country a little bit. Is it's like, oh, we're getting back to like seeing cool videos. And it, why does somebody want to watch a Charlie Crockett video other than listening to his good music and his style? It's this beautiful like scenery around them, and, and it's high quality. Film, it's you well know? done. And it's like, right, and it's yeah. well done, and it, but but you just get to watch this cool background behind them, and you're like, man, I'd like to go there, you know? For sure. That, that's you know what made me fall back in love with country music because again, in kind of 2000s, I was into rock and hip hop, and then just going to small venues and seeing artists play, you mm-hmm. know, kind of fell in love. I saw 
and then I ran into Charlie Crockett and saw him out of Lukenbach and was just blown away. Like I oh, loved, yeah. I loved his records, but watching him live, he is the best live performer and yes, entertainer. He man, dances around. I, I, I saw him play at uh, Buck Buffalo's um, family Christmas yeah. up there in Hell Stephenville, yeah. and uh, he just danced around upstage. And I took a couple videos. I've been working on those moves, man. And uh, yeah, we broke out there Johnny Be Good on stage uh, when we were playing at the Rustic. Went from one of my originals into Johnny Be Good, which is quite the uh, the change in pace there um, but it was a lot of fun and um, I think that that that's one thing that when I got into uh, writing music and playing guitar um, I never had any like desire or interest in like the entertainment aspect of it and the performance aspect of it yeah. and um, you know I just I just loved writing songs and and it was a way for me to be able to get through different things that I was going up through or that people around me had gone through and mm-hmm. um, you know as I've gotten opportunities to play shows I've realized how much fun it is and uh, I was never like a theater person one thing I've noticed actually is a fair amount of artists that I've met over the last few years do have some sort of like musical theater like background that makes even sense. though you wouldn't like peg yeah. them as somebody that's like a theater person mm-hmm. uh, and uh, but I didn't have any of that interest uh, and uh, it's just kind of come about over the last couple years, but um, there's just a real thrill of, of having making a, a fun time for other people around you, you know, while I'm having fun myself, you it, know. Yeah, again, like talking about a whole other layer, the swagger and the entertainment factor um, goes big, and, you know, go back to freaking Garth Brooks, you know. Like oh, yeah. that guy, you know, everybody said he ruined country music, <laughs> but at the time he was the biggest, one of the biggest artists in the world, he was like the Michael Jackson oh, yeah. of freaking country, and guys like Ryan Bingham. I don't know if you ever seen Ryan play live. Mm-hmm. He's he's got the look, you know, and oh, the yeah. sound, um, so good. Um, but hey, I know you got a lot of shows coming up, uh, but I'll, and I'll talk about those here in a second. But you uh-huh. mentioned hunting, and I saw you went hunting with Bubba, right, Bubba Bellin? Yeah, we played at Magnolia Motor Lounge on uh, a Wednesday De- night, December right before uh, Christmas, and. Uh, we're in the middle of the show, we're taking a little break, and he's like, hey, Coop, you wanna, wanna go duck hunting tomorrow morning? I was like, uh, absolutely, because I'm, I'm in school right now, I haven't had as much time to go duck hunting uh, as I would've liked to this year, uh, and so I wasn't gonna turn down the opportunity, and, uh, and we got no. to go out there that next morning, and we did all right, shot a few ducks, but uh, it was really cool to be able to go out there with them. It was, it was quite the weekend, so. Where did y'all hunt at? Um, we went south of uh, south of da- uh, Fort Worth, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's uh, I'm blanking on the name. It was a little tiny town. Okay. Uh, I don't know my Dallas suburbs quite like I know my Houston suburbs. Sure. I just know that there's about a hundred thousand. So many of them. yeah, <laughs> it goes on forever. Oh yeah, there. exactly. So I've never been duck hunting. I love deer hunting. You know, obviously dove, quail. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been sandhill crane hunting. That's on the bucket list. I haven't actually yeah. gotten to do that, uh, but. Those things are are big and they're mean. You better Dude. you better bring a twelve gauge or a ten gauge out there. Yeah, you need, or you're a, have you a, need a goose time. gun. Yeah. And some some uh, quality shells there. No kidding. Um, but yeah, so I grew up just south of Lubbock. Okay, like great. On a freaking cotton farm, dude. Yeah, like man. in the middle of nowhere. Covered like up with thir- thirty miles south of, of Lubbock, um, and so they roost up there. And then we got some salt lakes, and so you can just kind of kind of hang out around the salt lakes, and they'll they'll be coming out in the morning. Oh yeah, but they're like dinosaurs, man. They like when they take off, they don't fly; they like float. They hover and basically just 
take off and they get so damn high. Like you said, you can't shoot them unless they come right at you. And even if you it's do hard. get them right there, they're tanks, man. You they can are. Them three times and they won't even move. I know, but that meat is so dark. Oh, it yeah. It looks like steak ribeye in the sky. Oh, yeah. So, I, you know, I like to watch a Meat Eater. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen his on, his shows on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. And so he was crane, crane hunting, and I was like, man, I got to make this happen. So I called my buddy, and I was like, how, how do we make this happen? He's like, dude, just come. <laughs> so shout out to Boo for taking me crane hunting. I need to get back up there. Um, but so you do got some shows coming up, right? So what Playing are you... at the uh, the tap mm-hmm. headline in there. Um, I'm, I'm super excited about that gig. It's probably uh, probably the biggest gig I've played so far. Yeah. Um, getting to to headline there. It's going to be. I'll release my single on Friday the 25th, um, and then I'm playing at the tap on the 26th there. Um, in College Station, in right? College Station, yep. exactly. So, get the Aggies out there to the show. There you go. Uh, everybody in my family is a, is an Aggie except for my sister and I. So, uh, we're definitely uh, getting some fan favorites out there now. Getting the chance to play at the tab. Um, I got to open up there uh, this past semester for Chris Colston. Very had cool. A, had a good time doing that. Um, it's a great stage. It's a great mm-hmm. atmosphere and. We got uh, three guys opening up for us. Trent Herrera, uh, of the Trippin Herrera band. He's a good friend of mine. And then we also got Randy Hoyt and uh, Zach Welch. That's They're right. Making it. Yeah, and Randy's dude. from Iowa, which is just right down the road from College Station. Uh, and Zach's lived in Seastat for a while. And so uh, it's going to be a, a great time. We're hoping to uh, pack the house. So February 26th. Are you playing on the 25th at the truck yard too? Yeah, we're playing at the truck yard on the 25th. Um, we, uh, we that'll be a full band show mm-hmm. uh, in Houston, um, and so that'll be the night of the release. Uh, but then we're doing the like official single release show um, right. at the the tap there the next night. Because I assume it'll come out at midnight on the 25th, or how does that work? Yeah, so it, it's you know uh, this is a bone pick I have just with yeah. uh, the way that people are like releasing music. It's standard practice to release it at midnight Eastern on Thursday night, mm-hmm. and then it turns into Friday, right? Right. So, but I, I don't feel like that's, I feel like we could be more strategic in our release time, um, you know, but it's kind of like, well, when's the best time? There's not a best time, and you're not going to get all your streams at that moment, but yeah. uh, one thing I, I saw Midland do, actually, the other day, um, they had a noon drop for their like live music video or something like that to okay. promote their ne- this coming this tour that they've been going on over mm-hmm. the last few weeks and I didn't dig into it too much but I thought that it was creative I think when you're a midland level artist yeah. then <laughs> then you can really get like the live streams and like the yeah. subscriptions of that time there and so it's it's worthwhile I think as you're a developing artist then it really doesn't matter a whole lot what time yeah. you release it um but i will just say like i don't think that there's a lot of people on thursday night at midnight that are like oh cooper just dropped his song yeah you know what they're gonna do is they're gonna see 10 posts about it on friday morning in the afternoon and right. then they'll go listen to it and i don't know if it's better to wait till friday or whatever but i just don't feel like Thursday night at 11 p.m. Central is is very strategic. I'm one of the people that it, I'll stay up. You know, like if I know that there's an artist that I do want to hear, I'll try to make it. You know, yeah. and I'm usually out on Thursdays anyway, and okay. so 
Um, but yeah, Friday morning, definitely checking out new music. Exactly. So when I was a kid, it was Tuesday CD release, like before streaming, you know, before Napster or any of that stuff. Uh -huh. So Tuesday was the drop date. Okay. And so we would drive, like if we knew a record was coming out, we would drive from my hometown to Lubbock to go to Best Buy just to buy it. Like you had to get your hands on it, Absolutely. right? And throw it in the CD player and just jam it the whole way home and just kind of make a little party out of it. But then they moved it to Friday release. And I think that was like early 2000s, I believe. Um, but yeah, streaming is just weird, man. But once you get to mid level, you get a little more control over it. Yeah. I like what you said about the video content. Um, I think that's a great idea to kind yeah. of tease it out whenever you want during the week and be like, hey, Friday, you can download it, you know, something like that. Shane Smith did the same thing. Um, There's a guy named Andrew Quinn uh, who's a, a big photographer. He's going to be shooting for me at uh, the tap here in a couple of weeks. And. Um, I was talking with him about it because he managed uh, some social media and marketing for Shane Smith over the last couple of years. And um, he, uh, there's a video, or there's a, a number of videos of Shane Smith out in West Texas uh, playing some of his best songs. And they got the full band there. They actually recorded the live sound there and released that, from my understanding. But uh, they set that up where it was like a, a subscription thing. You right. pay and you get to watch okay. this live concert, um, and then slow drip it, I guess, onto YouTube over time. Um, but I, I know that those, it was a very expensive production to be able mm -hmm. to manage all that with having all these different videographers and sound guys and getting all the equipment and probably oh, a yeah. couple of generators out there and stuff, Shit. you know, middle of nowhere. Yeah. But it was a, a really cool setup with this big like I mean it looked like it was on Mars kind of okay. uh, and I seen it. Uh, you ought to look it up after it it's, it's really cool uh, but I think that there's something to be said about like like offering something that's unique I think what what separates a lot of artists from artists that are talented but don't ever like grow is not just like that they work it to get their music out there and, and share their music with people and are good at marketing but also like you, you have to do something that's better or different than mm -hmm. the guy that's next to you right. or the guy that came before you. Like, nobody, if my name was like, whoa, Ketzel, you know, and I was <laughs> writing the same kind of music, then everybody would be like, who's this chump? Like, we already got Co right yeah. there. Uh, and, and so I feel like even if you have a similar flair, like, what makes you different? Like, don't be the same person that Co is that's, you know, got his style of, He's going to be partying. It's going to be a good time the whole time yeah. and kind of rowdy. Like, have your own flair. Like, Charlie, what draws people to Charlie? Like I said before, like, you know, it's not just that he's got this old-timey music. People could go listen to some 60s country if they wanted to. Yeah. But he's new age of it, and he's got this cool style about him mm -hmm. that just draws you into his character. And so what do you do as an artist that makes you, like, stand out to these people? It's know? tough. There's so much good music out there. Right? Exactly. How do you do it? Um, but yeah, video content. I was talking to Derek McClendon because he was in the studio a couple weeks ago and really got me thinking about, do, you know, I need to start doing some video content and maybe get yeah. a YouTube page, something like that. I think it'd be a good, a good idea. Yeah. I've, I've seen the fruits of that labor uh, right. already. With, I mean, I only, have, I only have two or three videos mm -hmm. that were just quick videos on YouTube and then I got a professional music video recorded um, and it's got almost as many streams as my spotify streams dude, yeah your whiskey uh, when i'm gone the streams are up there dude they I are. Was impressed. It's, been, it's been kind of 
uh, wild just to be able to watch that yeah. continue to grow. You know, you dream of seeing things. You for hit a while. certain milestones, like you hit that first thousand, then you hit ten thousand, then you're like what a 30, yeah. 37,000 or something like that. It's up to sixty-one thousand. Sixty-one. Yeah, maybe sixty-two now. Uh, Holy but in crap! In any case, it's it's been pretty wild to uh, to watch it blow up. Uh, the, so I had, I had the longest week of my life the week that that song got released. When, what, when was that? Uh, it was November, like, weekend of November 12th, uh, and I had six tests in five days. Damn. It was my midterms, and I was just stressed out of my mind with that, and I didn't sleep the, on Thursday night because I was uh, trying to study for this final exam on uh, on Friday, and then I was also like paying attention to this like single release and trying to oh, absolutely. that i had a show that was in waco at uh, freight waco there uh the next night and so uh i finished that test up and i'm driving up to waco and uh running late and i, I just look down on spot on spotify and i see I, I'm, I'm looking at my page i was like damn it's already got like 1500 like listens this is wild that is wild and uh then i I scrolled down on my page and I saw a Texas Country Now logo and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, this this can't be serious. I only have two songs out so right, far. Right, that's incredible. And uh, and it got added to it and, I mean, I rolled, I scrolled out of uh, the app and, and logged back in and I was like, shit, that's real. Dude, for <laughs> it's what, it's on only there. been out three months or so? Yeah, it barely, like, I think it's like two and a half and it's already up there. And, um, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of different factors for how you get on algorithmic like uh, playlists, and I don't think that there's there's obviously there's not a recipe. A lot of people have asked me like, oh, what'd you do to get on that playlist? It's mm-hmm. like I didn't do anything. That's right. the way it works with Spotify. If they like your music, you can get lucky and get put on there. I don't but, know, man. It makes me think of like song titles because you have whiskey in the name. And things like that, like Corona, and uh, I think that that makes a difference. Yeah, uh, the, uh, there's a few factors that I really think are what drive it home. First, Spotify is a business; they want to have more listeners come to their pages mm-hmm. because they're listening to your music, and they want people to stay and listen to those. Right. Second, they need content on their playlists, and they need up-to-date stuff, and they can't just play, you know, the same three top texas country guys they gotta have over and over new new there's gotta be turnover and there's gotta be new faces Mm -hmm. that they can start to develop themselves and that that plays to their advantage to build me up right you know and so that's a factor but what they're looking for is is this person doing a lot of promotion i promoted whiskey when i'm gone for a month i released a couple of short clips from my music video Mm -hmm. on social media that did really well they got good engagement i uh I'd advertised it. I mentioned you can do you can submit your song for playlisting on Spotify, okay. which is very standard practice for all artists. It's just a 500 characters. What do you do? Tell me about the song. What are you doing to uh, promote the song? God, oh, that and makes so, a lot of sense. Okay, uh, I, I didn't you know, know I that. mentioned, hey, I'm, I'm, I just got this music video recorded. We're gonna drop it a month after. I'm promoting it on TikTok, on Instagram, on Snapchat, mm-hmm. everywhere, on Twitter, everything I got. And, and I'm actually doing it. I'm not just like, hey, guys, go pre-save my single, one mm-hmm. tweet, and then I release it the next day. You know, and so that all happens. But then the third is the algorithms are insane that they got running on music. 
you might think that it's just like, oh, did this person listen to it for like 30 seconds or longer? No, it's, it's 10 times further than that. They're right. looking at time signatures and trends of artists, uh, of certain styles of music that tend to catch on with uh, listeners. Mm-hmm. And they're really just trying to crack this, uh, this code on what is it that makes a good song a good song and a bad song a bad song. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very subjective to each listener too, right. so they're calculating what this listener is actually perfectly tailored for, and they do a pretty dang good job of it. When you look at your like referred songs, it's kind of mind boggling. Yeah, it really is. It's come a long way. I remember Pandora, you know, because I was a Pandora subscriber for a while, and they just kept playing the same songs over mm-hmm. and over, and I got sick of it. And I was then Spotify came around, ad free, you know, get the premium. Exactly. Um, and, but I think it's like the first ten seconds of the song. Is it gonna catch you? And then the vocals kick in, and so like people can skip. So you have to catch people, and apparently people like your song because they're listening to it. You yeah, know? that's. I think that that's been the coolest part of it. And uh, on YouTube, you don't just get like a lot of like views, and it's not like I've really promoted the YouTube like video a whole mm-hmm. lot. What what YouTube uses to decide whether they're going to promote yours through the algorithm and put it as like a suggested video and stuff is there's two things. It's called click through rate. If they suggest your video, how often do people actually click on your page? Right. And the second one is uh, how long do they continue to watch it? And so for my video, the click-through rate was like 11%, uh, and average rates for those are like 3 to 4%. So okay. when pe- for some reason, when people saw Whiskey When I'm Gone and they saw the picture that I had mm-hmm. that was the icon, they wanted to click on that video. Right. But then once they watched it, they were watching it for longer than 30 seconds. In mm-hmm. fact, the average watch time on it is like two minutes and 25 seconds. Uh, and you right. consider that there's 50,000 times that it was watched. Mm-hmm. That's pretty darn good for a three and a half minute video. That's really interesting, uh, man. You start looking at the analytics, right? It's like baseball, right? You gotta yeah. crunch, crunch those numbers, I'm a big man. baseball guy. I Are love you really? Baseball. I grew up playing baseball uh, and I was on, uh, my high school baseball coaches were Lance Berkman and Andy Pettit. Holy crap. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, that's we, unreal. We won state my junior year, and um, and I I was gonna go play baseball. I, I talked to a couple of little schools, uh, Washington and Lee, okay, and uh, and I talked to Swanee uh, and Rhodes and a few other schools. And uh, as much as I wanted to continue to play baseball, I was kind of yeah. like, you know, I think I I think I had it pretty good here. And in <laughs> high school with Berkman and Pettit, they were Dude. they were fantastic coaches, and so I decided to take my talents up to Waco instead. <laughs> so I assume you're a Astros fan, right? Indeed. Yeah, indeed. I figured, Astros man. Fan. So growing up in Lubbock, I was kind of, because we didn't have a team anywhere near us, you know, obviously Dallas is the closest, but I was just a fan of whoever was good, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd watch the, the Rangers or whoever's on TV right now. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of, exactly. because I live in Austin area uh, in between Austin and San Marcos, and I can't even get the Astros on TV just because of the, the network deals, you know? Yeah. So all I have is the Rangers and They've been really crappy lately. No kidding. <laughs> um, so I'm a, a Texas Longhorn fan. Okay. So I have season tickets to UT Baseball. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so they rank number one. I think they start next weekend. They uh, rank number one this year? Yeah. How about that? That's crazy. It'll change. They're obviously not going to stay number one. You UT's know how that goes. Notorious for being overrated. Yep, that happens. Trust me, I know. <laughs> uh, I was actually at the – I was working the UT Kansas basketball game on Monday. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was doing a bar. Uh, slinging beers, making some extra money yeah, uh, for yeah. my daughter's volleyball club. <laughs> Just, you know, earning tips. 
There you go. Um, but my son plays baseball. He's uh, has tryouts tomorrow. Okay. So he's a, he's a eight years old. Dude's better than I ever was. Man. <laughs> he just got it. He's got that connection. That's fun. Good stuff, man. So, and you're playing tonight at Corpus? Yeah, playing down there in Corpus. Uh, the Executive Surf Club? Executive What's up with Surf that place? Club? Yeah, it's actually, uh, I'm pretty sure it was rated like the number two venue down there. It's Brewster Street is obviously right. like the most famous one. Uh, and uh, Executive Surf Club's right there next to it. Uh, from my understanding, it's got a pretty rich history of uh, okay. live music down there. And... Uh, it's a cool restaurant uh, venue. It's got a big bar, uh, and then outside they got a nice stage set up and uh, big covering and everything. Cool. And, uh, last time I went down to Corpus, I played at a place called Bar Under the Sun, okay. um, which is a bus, Corpus Christi. Yeah. It's actually the old bus station they renovated, uh, and that was a, a great spot. I'll be back down there playing on uh, March 12th and 13th at bus, uh, but playing Executive Surf Club tonight. Uh, and uh, that'll be a full band show. Uh, be a good little practice for everybody before we run it up to the tap. Yeah. Uh, what about the 19th? Together. You're going to be at the Memorial Trail Ice House. Memorial Trail Ice House is the 19th. We uh, that's going to be just an acoustic gig. Cool. Uh, it's a little bit of a smaller environment. Um, you know, I played a lot of full band shows recently, uh, which is something that I don't take for granted because it's really, it's really a lot of fun to be able to get your full sound and yeah. you know I could play whiskey when I'm gone acoustic and I could play all my favorite songs that I, I've written acoustic but like I got electric licks for all these and Dude. cool bass lines and we got drum fills and stuff and having and that rhythm section back you up man you just get that keeps behind you in time you. Exactly. man gets people tapping their toes exactly you know? gets a little extra energy going and uh, so that's something that I really enjoy but that being said I really enjoy being able to uh, like today just sit here and pick my guitar and, yeah. and play some uh, a little bit more intimate songs or even some of my more uh, like big time songs that are big and loud and right. high energy uh, it's just a there's something beautiful about uh, a man and his guitar kind of thing yeah. you know I love it man um, live music's always the best oh yeah um, but I want to talk more about your band in a little bit but if you want to play another song yeah absolutely you're ready man what are you thinking about? Uh, this song's called Love Hurricane. Okay. Uh, and uh, I played it last night at Cheatham. Uh, I wrote it two, week, uh, two months ago. Um, and it's a, it's a definitely an interesting song. We got some big drums in it, uh, like halftime though, and some big stops. And you'll hear it on the stops when I strum. Uh, but I wrote this song about, uh, you know, I, I, a lot of times in life I think we go about not realizing the impact that we have on others for good or for bad and you know um i wrote this song just about you know sometimes you recognize that you were the person that screwed up you know um and it's a it's a tough reminder but it's something that needs to be there um and uh there's also a little turnpike troubadours reference to uh to seven and seven in there all right Uh, man let's hear it Cross my mind that I've been a bad guy in yours. Last night I relived the 
now that you left me The dream began with you slamming that broken old screen door You got me Inside this love hurricane, your tears pouring down like rain, lightning like rain, shooting through my heartbroken vein. Each time I heard your cold voice, curse my name, destiny pain. As I saw your tail lights fading. Turned on the radio, heading to work this morning. I heard a sad truth in a song by the turnpike to the door. They said I had no clue that I'd be the boy who your mom warned you about. Breaks my heart to know that what I did broke yours. You got me spinning around, in stuck inside this love hurricane. Your tears pouring down like the rain, lightning like rain, shooting through my heartbroken time I heard your cold voice curse my name, destiny pain, as I saw your tail lights fading away. You got me spinning around it in clouds, stuck inside this love your tears pouring down like the rain, lightning like a pain, shooting through my heartbroken veins. Each time I heard your cold voice, cause my name, destiny, pain, as I saw your daylights fading away. Obviously, the guitar work is badass, but you can belt it out, man. I appreciate it. You got some some pipes on you, and I, I remember you playing that one last night. Yeah, no, that's, that's that's definitely my favorite song I've written here in the last few months. Um, one thing that I've kind of had to play with as an artist is there's only so many songs that you can record, and uh, everybody always is telling you like write, 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 and uh, 
and practice all these songs with different people, but you end up getting to a point where it's like, well, man, there's some other songs I want to play too, and I can't fit them all into this one set. And yeah. uh, and it's a, it's a luxury to some degree, but it's also like, I'm going to have to sit here next time I go to the studio, which is at the end of March, and we're going to record four songs. And I'm sitting here like, well, I got about 14 songs that I want to record. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's you know? tough, and, man. And, and so you have, but you have to choose which ones, and, and you have to make it based off of things that aren't necessarily like the decisions you want to be d- deciding. Like, you know, which one of these is going to fit, like, the narrative that I'm kind of running right well, now? Kind of a catalog. Which of thing. these is kind of what other people want to hear? You know, right. maybe they don't want to hear the song that means the the most to me because it's just really a different style on this particular song. Or, you know. I'd love to get this song recorded, but in all honesty, I feel like I should release some full band stuff for these next few songs, so I'm probably not going to rip out this one that I really wanted it just to be acoustic. And you can save those songs, and you can release them other places, put them on on YouTube or this or that, but you just start to have to choose. You have to choose your songs. It's like choosing favorite kid. (laughs) It's like, man, man, this is not a a decision I'm going to (laughs) make. But yeah, you can like just put out little videos like you were talking about and see what bites, see what people gravitate towards, you know, before you actually go in the studio. But that's where having people behind you, they can Mm -hmm. help you, advise you. Exactly. But that's another thing that you have to be very kind of weary about. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I I trust myself as much as anybody, of course. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not. I don't put too much weight into other people's thoughts unless there's somebody that I really kind of confide in. But what I do give a lot of weight to is a general consensus. When I start to hear from ten people that are unrelated, because there's right. a lot of people when you when you start like you are a country artist, when people are looking at you like this guy is like the guy that I turn on when I'm driving to work in right. the morning, then there's a lot of people that'll gas you up about your music. Sure. And there's a lot of uh, non-truths that are said mm-hmm. when people are just like, they come to your show. I'll give you an example. You came to my show, and if I have a full band show, then you're like, man, that was so much fun. Like you, you're such a great like singer and performer. It's like, okay, well, what did you actually like about my performance? Was it that it was a cool venue yeah. and you were kind of drinking and the you hot, liked the hot that we were dancing around? You, yeah, and <laughs> you liked you liked that there was. Uh, like loud music and mm-hmm. I was dancing around up on stage and singing loud did you like the lyrics that I wrote did you really genuinely like my voice mm-hmm. did you love the electric guitar in my solos right. and that's what made the song and not that it's disingenuous they had a good time and that's what you want that's, that, that right. makes my day when I hear that but when it comes to reading into like what do people actually like about you or your sound or it, I feel like it's not always it's it's not always the whole package it's more like there was these two things that stood out to me that i liked and that's why i really like this song gotcha. you know so so you said you're gonna go in the studio so you have plans for like a ep or what's the deal with that you know i'm still debating what my approach is um uh, i've you can't help but notice the lack of uh attention span that we have as a whole uh and i also uh I've, I've released singles. I plan to continue to release singles. Um, I feel like there's this kind of um, unwritten rule that, like, in order to really, like, break on the scene, you have to have your EP or, like, a full album or whatever. Um, and I, I understand why that is. Um, a friend of mine mentioned, actually, yesterday, um, he's like, part of 
the advantage to releasing like a EP with like you know six, eight songs, whatever, is showing some of these venues and talent buyers and stuff. Hey, I got enough content, original content, to fill up my whole set. That makes sense. And it's not just that I have it, but it's like people can go listen to all thirteen songs I played last night. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought that that was a really good word. I have a a different approach on kind of the strategy of releasing. I believe you should release singles and do it every two to three months and make a big deal out of the song that you're releasing. I like and that. and make it special. Show people Cooper really cares about this back in Corona Time song enough that he's willing to post about it fifteen times on Instagram over the course of a month. Yep. And it's not just because he's trying to get your listen so that he can grow and flex that he has right. a lot of streams. It's like no, Cooper wrote this song for a reason, and he and he knows that this song can connect with you for this purpose, and so that's that's why I'm doing that. And then you have good engagement on on good content, like good aesthetically pleasing graphics and videos and stuff like that. And and you do that for each single, right? And you build that up, and then you release a chunk of music and yeah. so and give, my, them t- give them time to process it yeah. and soak it in and anticipate the next song and as a young yeah, artist cool. you know it it's expensive to to do this thing and, and to record a song is a lot of money and and not just to record a song like like for me on whiskey when i'm gone i had to pay to get it recorded i had to pay each of the individual musicians that played on it mm-hmm. the studio time the mixing process the mastering process i had to put in hours and hours of time on my own promoting it, designing graphics, paying some artists to help me with stuff, paying artists to design my my album cover, a photographer right. to take the picture. There's all these moving pieces that add up to a big ticket item at the end of the day. And so I really, for some artists it's worked, Zach Bryan it's worked, but it still took him a while to like really grow it. Uh, yeah, we got and, uh, somebody hanging out at our studio. Um, yeah, so let me talk. I, I teased this earlier. I wanted to talk a little bit about your band. So, did your band play on the recordings, or are they different? Um, no. So I don't have my. Uh, I have studio musicians come in cool. for that sort of thing. My lead guitar player, Dylan Frisky, he uh, we just started playing together in, over the last few months, and uh, I'm excited to be able to um, get him in the studio, um, and uh, and that's going to be a lot of fun. When it comes to the like recording I'm I'm gonna record four songs I got this Back in Crone Time single here in February the next single will probably come out in I, I wanna record Love Hurricane that's one of the songs that we'll record right uh, and I want I'm thinking that might be the next single after that one but two or three more singles and then there's a song called Glass Road that I'll play for you here in a minute that okay. was the very first song that I wrote in my dorm room at Baylor nice. my freshman year um uh, and um uh, it's it's changed a little bit since I originally wrote it, but uh, I'm gonna name my EP Glass Road, and uh, and that song will be obviously at the top of it. Um, and so I think I'll probably release three more singles and then like a six song EP um, that comes out maybe in September or October. Okay. We'll see what the timeline ends up working exactly to be, but that's my strategy: is five six singles have developed a, a, some following and and have some good engagement and then share a collection of songs because if I released six songs at the start then that would have been a lot of money one but two a lot of those songs might have just kind of gotten lost 
Uh, and I, I can't remember who it was, but I was listening to a guy the other day that uh, he uh, he re-released one of his singles like 10 years later that he nice. released when he was younger and it didn't get a whole lot of engagement. It's doing really well. And I was just like, man, I wonder how many artists have some of these songs that they put out just at the very beginning that they could have done that. And, yep. and So how'd you hook up with those 301 guys? How'd that happen? That's funny. I got... I got uh, Ethan Whitaker's number from Trent Herrera, actually, because Trent and him were both in CSTAT, uh, and reached out to Ethan, and um, Ethan's a, a personable guy, but oh, yeah, yeah. he and shout I also... Shout out to Ethan, man. Yeah, shout, Big fan shout of out Ethan. to Ethan. Uh, he, uh, he and I just jive well when it comes to having a similar mentality, and, and also uh, just kind of being willing to grind and do some of the grunt work. Uh, and, and a lot of I think a lot of people fail because they're not willing to do some of the dirty work, and they also are like, "Oh, I'm not going to go play that little gig because it's a, it's only paying me this little amount of money, and it's not yeah. going to be in front of this many fans. There's not going to be anybody there, maybe." Yeah. But that puts some hair on your chest, and it and it and it also gives you that experience that you can build on, and also it's a little bit of an extra kick in the butt, saying, "You know what, like." I, I'm very fortunate that I got to go play Cheatham Street last night. Right, I, that's a stage that a lot of people never get to even step foot on, and and I got to go there and and play a show. And a lot of those other gigs that I've played at little tiny venues for right. nobody on a Wednesday afternoon, you know, it just makes it a little bit sweeter when you do that. Well, I had a great time last night. It was it was great to see you play, but just um, the whole group of those guys. Yeah, you know Kate Anson, Jacob Charles, all those guys. Man, mm-hmm. they're all just so cool. Oh man, and Kate is one of my, my yeah. favorite people, dude. All those guys are great, but Kate and I went up to that Buck Buffalo family Christmas right. together, and we were hanging out up there, and uh, we uh, we got a Motel Six, and there were some other artists there that we were jamming with, uh, and uh, it was just so much fun. We stayed up till like four in the morning, just. Picking on the guitar and, and sharing songs and stuff. That's badass. And um, almost all those guys have come in, you know, the station and been on the show, or they're they're gonna come in. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that was really cool. Absolutely. And Zach Welch is always a, a hoot, man. Oh man, he's is, a character. I love Zach. Wild. So him and Ethan freaking drove back to Dallas last night. That's. They left the bar like one o'clock, got back to Dallas at four. That's a bold strategy right there. Talk about yeah. grinding. That's not. That's not for me. Dude, that's tough. I mean, I had a hard time just going out two nights in a row. You know, I was at, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I went to the, the Far Out Lounge and caught uh, Nick Garza and Ellis Bullard on Thursday, so I got home before midnight and then was out till one o'clock last night. Mm-hmm. But good stuff. You got a buddy here in studio. You wanna you wanna give a shout out? You yeah, come let's, on? let's let's let uh, let Jack actually play a song here for us. What do you say? You wanna play one? Sure. What, wait, what's your name, man? Jack Hinch. Jack Hinch. So you you've been playing for for a while. Yeah, yeah, I uh, started writing songs a few years ago and I'm getting ready to put out an EP here pretty soon. It's called On The Road. I pull the trigger, I'm hammered down. Hit the gas, I'm out of town. I don't wanna know what happened. Close my eyes, I slow it down Fight the urge to turn around And I know, you know, we'll both end up home And I wonder if you 
long, long way from home I'm living fast, you're slowing down Yeah, your words, they hurt like hell you up to let you down love like that don't stick around and I know your heart was never mine and I wonder if you wonder where I've been cause I'm on the road I don't know where I am but I'm a long long way from home song i'm impressed that was beautiful appreciate it man that was a surprise i wasn't sure if you were even going to talk and you get out you pick up the guitar and lay one down on us this is cooper's thing hell yeah man all right you're listening to texas river talk again we got cooper mormon in studio his buddy just jammed out for us that's really cool so i mean i want to thank you for coming in absolutely no this has been a blast i know you were already in town and your buddy lives here yeah but i know it's a commitment and you're playing tonight in corpus so that's really cool exactly and you got a bunch of shows coming up again the 19th in houston at memorial trail ice house Mm -hmm. 25th at the truck yard in houston uh, the 26th at the tap. That's your single release. Exactly. Headline in there. It's going to be a great song. So go out there, um, pre-save. Back in Corona time, it'll come out on the 25th. And then you're going to make a, a June run. Yes, we're making a June that? run. Uh, we got some other gigs that are getting lined up in uh, in late May and June, but I'm super excited to play the Rustic. They got us on a little Texas tour, so we're going to start out at... Uh, the Rustic Dallas headline in there on Thursday night. Uh, yeah, that's the, the 9th. The 9th, yeah. June 9th. June 9th. And then we got San Antonio on the 10th, that Friday. And then heading back home to Houston and downtown location playing uh, that Saturday night. So Good it's going to be a man. great time. I'm excited. I can't wait to catch you again I mean, uh, with a full band, too. Absolutely. And I'll try to take notes and tell you what I really like about <laughs> you know, the yeah, show. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's so you great. got you got time for one more? Yeah, man. I'll, I'll break another one out. What you going to play? I'll play that Glass Road song that, uh, that I spoke about earlier. This is the, the very first song I wrote, and uh, it means the world to me. And uh, You know, when you hear Glass Road, you probably imagine Glass Road being like a slick road, like that's got ice on it or something. Uh, but it's actually a different meaning. It's, it's that uh, you, the road that you're trying to go down 
is something that you're going to fall through before you get to the end destination. It's like what you want to get to is like impossible, basically. Gotcha. Um, and uh, that analogy just kind of stuck out to me when I was right. writing the song originally. We always have uh, interesting sounds going on outside. Oh, people, yeah. people always riding by bumping. And I know <laughs> sometimes you can pick it up on the mic, but sometimes you can't. So, all right, man, let's hear it. All right, here we go.
hell of a tune. So that one's gonna go on the EP, or that'll be the that'll one be the of? title track of the. There you go. Uh, it's gonna be the name of the EP, and it'll be the, the first one, Glass Road. Well, very cool, man. It's what I called my uh, on Spotify when you're uh, when you're an independent artist, you uh, you get to choose the name of your record label, and yeah. so uh, I chose Glass Road Records, and uh, it's a little dream down the road that someday it'll actually be like a, a real record label that's Hell yeah. releasing a bunch of stuff called Glass Road Records. So well, whenever you where get, it all started. Once you get stickers made, we'll throw one up, put a Glass Road Hell yeah. sticker up, man. Sounds like a plan. That's really cool. So you can follow you on every website or every platform. Yeah, right? it's just Cooper Mormon everywhere. Yep. Uh, I got a Instagram, TikTok. Well, I got a band page on... Uh, yeah. So my, my last name is obviously kind of a, uh, a scramble there to some people that can't pronounce it. And... Uh, to make it a little easier for the full band I my full band show is called Cooper Mormon and Company okay. um, and so we call it Coop and Co for short uh, nice. and so uh, my band's page is Coop and Co uh, Texas uh, just the TX right uh, but yeah and then I'm, I'm on TikTok and uh, on Twitter I just yeah. I just got my Twitter going uh, like a couple weeks ago oh you, there you go me to, get that going so yeah i started on twitter just because it was funny and it was a way to keep up with uh you know news and, and announcements exactly. and i ended up getting on instagram okay that's like a trap though yeah you know instagram is instagram's a grind to yeah. like do it consistently um but and, and to be honest i'm i really kind of hate social media right um just because i feel like it kind of breeds like you know self-promotion and narcissism you kind of have but, to though right but it's it's, it's a necessary evil when it comes right. to being a musician and so i've embraced it for what it's worth but uh, you know i think that the way you have to look at it though is not uh, like you're advertising it's mm -hmm. like i'm just giving people like a peek into my life you right. know and showing them like what all i'm doing and i heard somebody say something that i think was a, a nice little um uh, true statement was you know like 80 percent of your content should be like entertainment that's actually like showing people who you are right. what makes you and this and that and then 20 percent of it's like hey i got a show right this week. okay but but i mean it's hard to like stick to that and also um i don't really like to go on there and just be like hey guys <laughs> yeah. look at what i'm doing today that's not like the, some yeah. influencer that's like so Check not out my me. lunch uh, and so <laughs> But then you also don't want it to be, like, only posting when you have gigs the next day. Right. You know? So you just have to find a balance between it. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I've made a lot of connections. I think the That's best part about yeah. social media is not only just being able to keep up with other people, but I've gotten to meet a lot of people and develop friendships with people in the industry right. ten times faster than I would have. How uh, follow, follows become friends. Exactly. You know, it's kind of a weird deal, the exactly. world we live in. But I know you got to get down the road, man. So yeah. go follow him on Spotify, pre-save, back in Corona time. Check him out live whenever you get a chance. Go check out those that video. Yeah. Right? Whiskey, Whiskey when, when I'm, I'm gone. gone. All right, exactly. I'm going to check that out, dude. Yeah, definitely. Um, and what, what was your buddy's name again? Say it one more uh, time Jack for him. Jack Hinge. Jack Hinge. Y'all be look, keep an eye out for Jack. Cause he's, I will. He's a rising prospect. He's actually opening for me tonight at Executive Surf Club. There you go. In, uh, in Corpus. Very cool. And, uh, he's... One of the best songwriters I know, and uh, he's just been keeping it under the covers. But we finally convinced him to break him out. So, so have you recorded anything yet? Yeah, yeah, I uh, recorded four songs um, in Dripping Springs at the Zone here recently. Wow! And, uh, they should be coming out here in 
month or two. Dude, that's a that's a big deal. The zones. Corby Shab, right? With Corby Shab, yeah. Dude, I've, I've met that guy. One of the guys that uh, runs that place. I saw him at a Ghost Note and talked to him. Uh, uh, Pat. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And talked about having him come on the show maybe and doing like an artist highlight show with him. That would be sure, really cool. He's sick. He's, a, he's an awesome guy. So yeah, you need, I'll, I'll follow you, man. I'll go check out your music and uh, play some of the tracks on yeah, the show please. next week or something like that. Sure, man. So thanks again for coming in, Cooper. Absolutely. Man, y'all have a good, safe trip and rock them out tonight. Yes, sir. All right. Will do. All right. Thank you, man. Beside me, said 